Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Other Voice podcast. My name is Ben Pilgreen. I'm joined once again by Will Maraza as we have these conversations on our reflections over the past year plus. Will, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. For those of you who didn't catch the first episode where we were sharing these reflections, we talked about the losses that we experienced due to this past year, but not everything was a loss. That's right. Today, we would love to share with you some of the gains that we experienced. And, you know, Will, in a pandemic, before we get into the specifics of what we gained, some of us can just feel like it was a total loss. And we said last time, People lost way more than we lost, although you and I lost Mm -hmm. some things as well. But I think everyone could have gained something, if nothing else, just perspective on what their life is and what is important to them moving forward. Yeah, and we shouldn't underestimate that perspective, that ability to reflect on our lives, um, to really evaluate where are we? Because everything stopped right? You um, were forced to search within, like, what is my life about now that I don't have all these other things distracting me? Totally agree. Yeah. Gone were the opportunities to numb or just to be so busy like we had been. Unless you were watching Netflix all day, then you were still numbing. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you perhaps were doing that. And and we all, I, I know for me, like food became a quick comfort over pandemic. And as, thankfully, I'm not at the national average, though I might have added a couple of pounds. I've seen things where people added on average 10 to 20 pounds. So anyway, if that's you, there is mercy and grace. And we know a great health coach who loves to post your before and after pictures on her Facebook account. Anyway, well, hey, talking about what we gained, what we all gained was a lot more time with the people that we live with. That's right. I'm not going to say that is all positive, but we have experienced positives. For Will and I, just a little bit of perspective. I'll just share mine, and then you can talk a little bit about your family. But family time is something that you and I both prized and valued prior to COVID, uh, but we got way more of it than we had ever had before. So for me, uh, Shauna and I have uh, three sons uh, who are ages 17, 15, and 13, and we have a daughter who is 15. And so, uh, yeah, we would have been going all over the city for their school and events, but we were all doing school and life and work at home. But how about for you guys? Just a little intro. Yeah. So my wife and I, B, we've been married 15 years and we have two boys, 11 and seven. And during this pandemic, we just were reminded and, and, and we were, um, pleasantly surprised and thankful that we still like each other, right? We still enjoy each other. And having that time together was great. And it was, um, it, and it forced us to be creative. I, I remember um, one time during the summer, we did a variety show. And so my talent <laughs> was being able to burp on cue. And the boys absolutely loved it. And it was so much fun. And it, as you know, Ben, you know me, um, better than most. I mean, you you know me through and through, and uh, you know that's not the type of thing that I typically lean into, but I'm glad I did. And, and just being able to see other sides of us, being able to be together all the time was really healthy and good for our family. But again, there were some challenges, obviously, just having all that time together. 
Yeah, absolutely. I remember a time that we got dressed up like we were this crazy rock band, which maybe fits my personality a little bit more than yours. I mean, I don't know if you're listening out there, but you probably, um, if you're like me, you want to see the video of Will burping on (laughs) cue. No, man, so creative because so much was taken away. Even the things that we enjoyed doing as a family. I remember the moment where we went to a park to play basketball, one of the few things we thought we could still do, that's something that I do commonly with my children. And um, someone in the city, they literally had removed the rim and net from basketball hoops. I remember, I don't know if this will make sense. It didn't make sense to me, but I remember one of my kids like, that's okay. I'll just throw the basketball (laughs) at the backboard. I'm like, oh, this is hard. It is not the same. But to your point, a lot more time at home. And so a couple of the nice things, we we were realizing we were all having lunch together, mm-hmm. especially when we would get those sunny days in San Francisco early on. And, and we would have lunch together on our patio and just catch up and then go our separate ways. Um, in the beginning, uh, we began to share a Google Doc as a family uh, about a COVID journal is what we called it. Thankfully, we didn't keep it up the whole time, but just there would be a question of the day and then we would write about that. We played board games. The kids were playing video games. There were puzzles being put together. Um, we were doing unique things, cooking both outside on the grill as well as inside and just trying to make sense of how do we live in this way. To your point, obviously, in the same space all of the time is going to create conflicts for any human beings. And that was true for us. But, you know, as Sean and I think about launching these kids, assuming they're not going to live with us forever, as we think about launching these kids, it's our best guess that we got a lot of time back with them that we would have not had if it weren't for this pandemic season. Yeah, yeah. Um, When you said the conflict at home, I I thought of, man, it was so much harder to keep the house clean. Because we were home all the time. And, you know, with that, it's like, man, how are we How are we going to get through this together? I had to relax a little bit because I constantly want to be picking up. And, and I'm like, listen, I, I, I just can't be on B or the boys or even on myself 24-7. It's just not healthy. It's not going to be good. So it's we had to learn how to give each other grace. And so. Yeah. And just being gentle with ourselves, you know, we even relax some of our restrictions for the kids that we don't normally allow in a school week because, A, they had plenty of time to do their school at home. So they got hours back without commuting and they're not in school as many hours, perhaps. And uh, yeah, I think what we gained was a real uh, appreciation for what we have uh, as a family. And, you know, as we think about our own families, and um, in case you guys don't know this, I can't remember if we said it last episode, but for everyone out there, you either stayed completely isolated or maybe you've been in a bubble or a pod with uh, a few other friends or a couple other families. Mm -hmm. And well, for us, grateful that you let me into your bubble, but we have been able to see each other and and do a lot together because I, I think over this time, we were restricted. Yes with what we could do around other human beings. Literally, when when you have a virus like this, the restrictions are on how many human beings can be in a space at a given time. And so for you and I, we um, spent a lot of time together. Thank mm-hmm. you for that, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, when no one else could listen to me, Will was there to listen to me. And then in January on Sunday evenings, yeah. your family, our family, along with two other families, we began to have these family dinners that have been so rich. Yeah. Um, anything you want to say about those and 
what they've meant to you and your family? Yeah, they've been extremely special to all of us. Just good time together, good food, good company, good conversation. And what B and I have talked about, it's, um, you know, I, I believe in the last episode I mentioned the loss of rhythm, how um, difficult that was. And now that things are opening up a little bit more, the schedule's starting to fill up. And pre-COVID, our schedules were all busy. So it was hard to do something on a regular basis with other people. Um, it was hard to find that time. It was hard to make that commitment because you just didn't know what would come up or you just had set things in place. And what we've experienced over these past couple, couple of months since January, it's almost like this is what we've been longing for for so long. These deep commitments, these deep relationships, which in some way have been there. I've had that with you. I've had that with other coworkers. Um, but for our families to have that together has been so special. Yeah, and I think just seeing how meaningful it is, yes, for the adults, but wow, when these kids get together, it, and I think we're ages 5 to 17. That's right. So there's eight adults and there are 11 children. Mm -hmm. And it's been fantastic just mm -hmm. for them. We don't have to entertain them. They're entertaining themselves. And uh, an older one might be with a younger one. You know, we're having side conversations. And to your point, rich food. Sometimes we've done music. Uh, sometimes we're just telling jokes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you're trying to, you know, um, quiet the animals that are in the room, <laughs> if I remember from last Sunday. But yeah, th those times have been rich. And, and I think it's one of those things in life where a lot of people have a ton of acquaintances, mm -hmm. but how many real friends do you have? Because let's be honest, you can only have so many deep relationships. Mm -hmm. And so while I am not engaged as much with kind of those outer circles in my life, I am more deeply engaged with the, the few people who are in that inner circle, Yeah, maybe uh, uh, even then before. And so, yeah, family time has been a huge game. Yes friends and going deeper with them, that's been a huge gain. And then obviously, you know, not because we're preachers trying to stay with the F words, but that's right. I just said the word F word. Um, but let's talk about our faith because I think we want to end here because those things have been rich and sweet family and friends, but I've learned a lot about my faith and I know you have too. So anything just for starters on the faith topic related to it being a gain for you over this past year? Yeah. The scriptures talk a lot about the importance of having our faith tested and how that develops us. It develops perseverance. It develops character. It develops hope. And I truly believe you really don't know where your faith is until it goes through a trial. And I'm glad, I'm thankful by the grace of God that our faith is still strong. We are still standing. And so many people in our community, we're seeing that a stronger, more refined faith in God and, and a trust that has developed and grown because we've been put through it. I am with you. And, you know, scriptures that you and I have taught for years, decades maybe, they came to life in a new way. That's right. You know, I love the kind of things that you and I were learning together. You know, that James chapter one, verses two through four, consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, because as you said, the testing of your faith 
it produces perseverance. Mm -hmm. That's how you become more mature. None of us raise our hands and say, I can't wait to go through some suffering so that I will come out with stronger faith on the other side. And listen, there were times where we were anxious and fearful, but by and large, when I look back, I can see that my faith was genuine. Mm -hmm. It stood the test of time. It stood the test of crisis. And there were so many crises over this past year. And to know that, no, my, my, my life is in good hands. You know, the, 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 the story that Jesus tells at the end of the sermon on the Mount about these two homes look the same. The storm came for both homes. And while there was no storm, they, they looked identical, but after the storm, one was standing, one was not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's our core conviction that no one's faith is in the same place where it was in March of 2020. Faith has either been revealed to be genuine and gotten stronger, or it's been revealed that it actually was either non-existent or it wasn't deep enough to sustain us through a year like we've gone through this past year. I think about scriptures like, you know, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen for what is Seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I think about us realizing that when we receive comfort from God as ministers, then we could give the comfort to other people. And just seeing our faith grow, we talked about rhythms generally in the last episode, how we lost our rhythm. But for me, my times in the morning with God have gotten longer Hmm. for two reasons. One is we're not having to get the kids out the door as early, or Mm -hmm. let's be honest, they don't get out the door hardly at all, at least not for school. Um, but also because I've needed, surprisingly to me, I've needed more quiet, more solitude, more anchoring my soul to God. How's your experience been? Yeah, you said a phrase early on where you mentioned my life is in good hands. I think a big lesson for me and for our church is remembering and learning that God is still good despite the challenges that he's not just good when everything is well and everything is perfect, but he is still good in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the trial, in the midst of suffering. He is a good God. And when we lean into that good God, we find comfort, we find peace, we can find joy in the midst of the hard time. That's been a massive lesson for me and our church, I believe. I agree. You said that phrase, leaning into God. We talk about that a lot. And the classic scripture I've gone back to so much over the past year, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which talk about what we have to lean away from. So like, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. For me, there's so much I couldn't understand. I never had been in a pandemic. I never led a family through a pandemic. I never led a church through a pandemic. And I was wanting to make predictions about the future and then, Early on, you realize, I have no idea when we're coming out of this, how many people we're going to lose, when my kids are going back to school, when can we regather as a church? But I could trust in the Lord with all of my heart. I could surrender to Him and let Him take responsibility. And that's what a lot of this has been, right? Mm -hmm. Like what we've lost is a sense that we had control. What we've gained is a deeper faith in the God who actually has control. And yeah, to your point, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. You know, in the rest of that Psalm twenty three passage, 
has been so rich to go, I'm in good hands. I can lose yeah. my job and be in good hands. My kids can stay at home on school. It's for school and be in good hands. Um, people can think that you and I, we're going to talk about this in the next episode, leadership pressure from this mm-hmm. past year. People can think we're terrible leaders and we yeah. can still be in good hands. We don't have to have everyone's approval to be in good hands. And so, yeah, I think that's been the deepening of my faith. It's like, Ben, do you really believe? And it's been challenging. Yeah. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been challenging for you? Like, I know you've told me personally, there are times where it felt like God wasn't as close or it wasn't as connected. We were doing all the things we knew to do. But what would you say for the person who's going, like, I want what you guys are talking about to be true. Like, A, to help them realize it's not 24-7 that we felt this forever communion with God. Yeah. And number two, if God seems distant to them and they're doing the things, they're mm-hmm. praying. They're creating silence. If you're not doing those, we would start with that. Yes. Fasting, scripture, prayer, the all the things. Yeah. But but if they're doing those things that still doesn't, quote, feel like God is close, any words about that so they can still experience the gains that you and I are referencing? That's a great question. Um, I was actually going to throw that question at you. But, okay. um, yeah, I, I do believe reflection on the past year there is a silver lining in all of this and just us talking through it, the family, the friends, our faith being tested. It's like, wow, hold on. You know, 2020 wasn't a complete loss. That's huge. You know, hindsight, right, is 2020 and hindsight can can teach us that, oh, I, I saw God in that moment. It, it didn't feel that way at the time. But as I look back, I saw how God was present and he walked me through it. And that can be a blessing to our faith and to our souls. Um, a um, One practice I would mention that has helped me and, and I know has helped so many is gratitude. What if you were to just each day write down at least one thing, maybe three things. It could be small, like, oh, the cup of coffee this morning was so good. If you were just to write that thing down and to give God thanks for that cup of coffee, for your family, for your spouse, for your children, for the job that you have, that could be um, transformative and can change our outlook. Because sometimes, yes, we can have a negative outlook on life and what's happening with us at, at a current time, but just to give thanks, like, no, there's, there's, there's some good things, some gains, um, in the midst of this hard and difficult time. Yeah. And the whole reason Will and I are able to have this conversation with one another is because we have processed separately as well as together what's happened in the last year. And so our parting words today is like, take some time to do that. Get a journal out, write down some things that you have gained. And for some of you, even if all you can write is I'm still here, let that be seen as a gain because as we know throughout our world, so many people are not here. And what we want to invite you to do, just in case you would love to share that with us, like we're sharing our gains with you, you can email either of us or both of us. It's will at epicsf.com or ben at epicsf.com. Let us know. You can do that with your losses. That's a last week's episode. So yeah, hey, here's what I lost if you want to, but also like tell us something that you've gained, some 
perspective, some sense of what matters most, some new rhythm. And, uh, and we'd love to celebrate that with you. So we'll continue this conversation as we talk about the kinds of things that we have learned over the past year. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Other Voice Podcast. If this has been helpful to you, go ahead and subscribe and share this with your friends.